Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Cast, episode number 45. Did I blow out your ears? I'm glad I did. I hope to see blood because this is one of the last casts of the year, except for the one that we do on the 30th, which I just remembered at this point. I am your host for the evening, Greg, the freaking movie guy, doctor of filmonomics, back in the studio from phoning it in last week. I really am getting sick of phoning it in. I kind of want to be down here. Well, we, we, we'd much rather have you here. Right. Yeah. It's an yeah, easier yeah, discussion me, that me way. Me too, Greg. I'm, I'm thinking of phoning it in too. <laughs> See how low I can get my voice. Oh, yeah. Greg, Greg the movie guy. <laughs> that was my Don LaFontaine it was slash Brandy the Macho Man. <laughs> Welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, brother. Brother. That was funny. <laughs> On my left, I have Patrick, the doctor of everything else. Hey, everybody. How's it going? In front of me, I have Joe Shua, Mr. Jack. Joshua, the doctor who hasn't been titled yet. I'm present. The present doctor. And accounted for. And sad but true, the balls are here, but the brains are missing. Maddie is not uh, not with us this evening. She is not. She is not feeling well. She said she may try to jump onto the uh, the live cast and type things, but she basically doesn't have a voice. Oh, that would be difficult for a said. podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she could nod, and then we just tell her. She would write things down, and <laughs> yeah. we announce it. We, we would be scribing for Maddie. So we, we miss you, Maddie. It's, it's going to be interesting going back to our old format where it's – just the three of us. We've already decided that this cast is pretty much just going to fucking suck. And yeah. uh, when Maddie comes back, we'll fix it later. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 find we'll out and how post. to make it better. We'll, <laughs> and we'll fix it. In well, post. I think we got to say, <laughs> starting off, we really had to change gears here. Yeah, like mm-hmm. at the last minute because what we were going to do is not what we're doing tonight because we really wanted her input on everything else. So, right. So we're actually we we chose a movie that we had all seen. Yeah. Before. Yeah, we had to kind of... It was a last-minute scramble to really was. get everything together. So we're hoping for 2019. That's me knocking on wood. Wow. Um, yeah, I probably just blew out the mic, so I apologize. That We're hoping for 2019 that organization is one of our New Year's resolutions. At least that's one of my hopes. It usually is for January, and then come February. And then everything just gets flushed down the, the toilet. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to hold us to that. Organization in 2019. All right. Our first topic for the evening. We just watched a trailer, a very intriguing trailer by my stands. I just got turned down a little bit and I apologize. No, that's all right. You were kind of blinking in the red. So I I apologize. I'm a little excited because I'm down here and I I get to do the things that I love with the guys that I love. And when you put it that way, I get excited too. Let's get excited then. We watched a trailer called uh, for the movie called Escape Room. What did you guys think of the movie Escape Room? Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Yeah, uh, I dug the trailer. That was the second time I had seen it. I, I saw it on a movie that I went to earlier in the week. Is uh, But uh, I, I dug it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go see that in the theater or if that's a wait till it drops uh, VOD. I haven't decided yet if that's one that whether I spend, you know, my five bucks in the theater, five bucks at home, it doesn't really make a difference. But the fuck? My bad. I can hear myself. Um, I know. Isn't that cool? That was weird. 
the, uh, you're wearing these yeah, things called headphones. I, um, I dug it a lot. Um, I really liked the music in the trailer. Uh, I thought that was really, really a lot of fun. I've never been to an escape room, so I don't, I can't imagine they work like that, but, uh, um, I don't really know 100% how they really work anyway, because I've never experienced an escape room. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. No, the the experience is, I'm going to say, similar. You have to figure out all these different clues, put them together, and one leads to the other, and eventually it gets you out of the room. You have about an hour to do it. Gotcha. Uh, so this one takes it to the... Extreme. Extreme, the major extreme on it. Um, I have to say that I, too, enjoyed the music that was used for it because it really played countersuit to what was going on. It's like this really cheesy – the song was Little Boxes. Okay, cool. Sorry. It was 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 a tiny Tim. Completely different person. Um, Still creepy. That was the – intro song for weeds if any of you had seen that series oh, on no. hbo or showtime the little boxes one or mm-hmm. the okay yeah i like that it was being used there for that some of the cgi that i was looking at yeah. was questionable yeah but overall to me this looks like a very intriguing movie i'd like to see how they do it because the three of us have talked about doing an escape room type mm-hmm, film mm-hmm. before yeah there's two movies that came out in 2017 yep. Yep. by the same name. One that I had seen for our 30 Days of Horror, which I wasn't too thrilled with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see the other one that came out in 2017. And I also agree with you, Josh, that this would be a Tuesday night, yeah, early bird Monday, Sunday morning, yeah. Saturday morning, or when it drops on VOD. And not because it looks bad, because it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look like... It's not something that you'd rush to the theater. Yeah, I'm not going to chase it. That's fair. So, yeah. I I think I'm going to take a little bit different perspective on it because I feel like the escape room has needed to be made into some sort of a horror or at least be the theme of a horror movie. And I never saw the 2017 version. Uh, I kind of want to go and check out and see how they work. uh, But giving how Patrick's stating that they weren't great, I don't probably know that I will. I, I feel like there's a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue, and a lot of really cool things that you can do with the escape room. And I'm not saying that I'm going to rush to the theater, but if it's out in theaters and I actually have some free time to go and check this out, I would probably go and see it. Yeah. De- doesn't matter if it's a mm-hmm. Tuesday night or anything like that, because it looks like it could be a not necessarily a fun movie to check out, but just to almost see – Kind of like in the Saw movies, you get the the mystery and the intrigue of yeah. what's the puzzle that they have to solve to get out of it. You know, what's this room that they have to solve? Yeah. Um, like in the trailer, they showed the uh, oven dial was yeah. the doorknob. Yeah, yeah. And they had to find how to turn that off. Otherwise, they were going to roast, and that's no fun for anybody. Yeah. So i definitely go and check it out, I think. I'm, I mean, if that's written as smart as Saw was, then – they got some some good stuff on their hands. I just hope they don't rely on like really these are like cool kills and not so much like smart like dialogue. You know right. what I mean? Or just like smart writing. Right. I no, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. You know? But uh, yeah, I, I think it looks exciting. You had mentioned Saw just a second ago. I'm wondering if Saw was like a precursor to all these escape room things. I don't know which came out first, if escape rooms were out or Saw the movie came out. Saw, Saw came out in 2004. Ish, yeah. Is it 2004? 2004, okay. because I was a junior in college. But I know that the popularity of escape rooms was just a few it's years. It's just yeah. now yeah. ramping up. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like, 
I don't know that you could call it a precursor, but I bet somebody saw, saw, uh-huh. see, saw, yeah. saw, saw, whatever. And they thought, Hey, you know, there's an idea in there to let's create this for mm-hmm. people in a safer environment, obviously, yeah. but let's charge them 50 bucks to go and do that. And if they escape, awesome. We give them a free wristband. And if they don't, haha, too bad. I just took you 50 bucks. Come back and try again. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a genius idea. Like escape yeah. rooms are brilliant. They're a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And yeah. So the difference that I saw in this trailer in the, and the escape room movie that I had seen prior to this, that movie was confined to one room. Whereas mm-hmm. this one is obviously multiple rooms yeah. and it kind of gave me a cabin in the woods feel to okay. it as I, I was watching it. Cause things were changing. And there were, if I remember correctly, cabin in the woods, had, yeah, had like artificial yeah, yeah, yeah. environment yep. as well. Right, right. I can I can definitely see that. So maybe Cabin in the Woods unofficially was kind of the first shot at a an escape room type situation. Well, and I think this escape room also plays on each individual fear based on the uh, environment they're in. Sure. Oh, and the, and the, the box they receive, yeah, possibly. Sure. I think it's basing it okay. off of um, each room is one person's. Uh, experience what they're scared of the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So. Oh God, there's going to be a fucking spider room, isn't there? <laughs> well, there might That's be. your escape room. So crap. We go. Yeah. We go from a room full of spiders to, to a room, room full, full of clowns. clowns. Oh yeah. Game spider, over. Spider clowns. Spider yeah. clowns. So it's- and then a possession room and then <laughs> possession room. Yeah. Those. Why did this turn into the Greg escape room? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, focus on all my fears. There better be a room of like being completely isolated and alone. All right, so that was Escape Room. We're going to swing over to one of Josh's favorite segments, and that is... It's the news. It's the news, brother. I'm thinking for 2019, we just start skipping the news. We just don't do the news anymore in 2019. There's no more. Patrick just went techno. That was fantastic. Yeah, who wants to go? You want to go first, Patrick? Yeah, I probably have the most. We've also each said we have really shitty news tonight, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. We said it it must be like the boring time of the year for for horror because I just really couldn't find anything this time. However, it has been announced that four of Peter Jackson's early movies are now being restored to 4K resolution by Weta Digital VFX team. And the movies are, and if you're fans of these, you should be excited about it. Bad Taste, Dead Alive, Meet the Feebles, and Heavenly Creatures. Meet the Feebles is so fucking crazy. That is the most bizarre thing it's I've so seen. so crazy. Hmm. And there's like one place in town for the longest time you could get that movie, and that place is not here anymore. So Audio I don't visual. Know, yep. I don't yeah. know where you can find that movie Greg, anymore. have you seen that movie? Nope. It's kind of like really gross, disgusting Muppets. Yeah. It's like... This isn't that Italian movie that you watched where no, the guy was like cranking off with a jar no, of mayonnaise and no, a lobster? No. no. There's, there's similarities. <laughs> what movie was that? Uh, you don't remember? He watched that for his... Uh, was, was it the, the 80s? It was the Marquis de Sade movie. Oh, my God. And everything was based in the 80s and it was some French thing where they all wore these puppet heads. And then he was uh, sodomizing his jailer with a lobster that was smothered in butter. <laughs> butter, that's what it was. No, no, no. Not butter. It was... Was it mayo? Mayo. It was mayo. That's, that's what exactly I thought. Like, I remember yeah, the mayonnaise and the lobster. Yeah, oh, it was funny. bizarre. Man, it was bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a couple movies in there that I wouldn't mind seeing restored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think uh, with that news, he said, you know, I would dive back and make a, I'd go back to my roots and make a horror film mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd see a, a Peter a today Peter Jackson horror film. I'd see. Yeah. So yeah, Meet I mean. the Feebles is not a horror movie, but no. it is just 
bizarre as hell, and I encourage anybody to watch it. All right, yeah, Yeah, if we can, uh, we can get hands on it. I'll definitely take a look at that. Uh, you want to keep going, or you just want to? No, that's my first one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, From I almost have the one. So let's talk about reboots because they are coming. Three that I've seen have been announced this week. Um, So Legendary Entertainment is going to reboot uh, the Toxic Avenger, which could be. Interesting. James Wan was in our news last week. He wants to uh, not only tackle Batman, but he also wants to tackle Blade. And I would see a a Blade, uh, uh, James Wan directed Blade film. Also, I'm just a fan of his. I, I haven't really seen a James Wan film that I've been like that fucking sucked. I'm just a fan. I haven't seen Aquaman yet though. Um, I'm just a fan <laughs> of James Wan. And I loved the Blade series when it first came out. Um, they were great. So, And then Sci-Fi has uh, cast and is starting in January. They are rebooting Critters. It has really? been 25 years since a Critters movie came out. And uh, they made four of them. And so a new Critters movie is going to be coming soon as well. Um, Sci-Fi is becoming the uh, reboot captains of the world because... They did Leprechaun Returns, mm-hmm. and they have a couple other uh, franchises they have their eye on, um, but Critters is uh, the next one coming. So You talked about that Leprechaun Returns. We did the trailer review of that, and supposedly there is some audio in there that sounds a lot like Jennifer Aniston. Yes, so they found somebody that kind of looks like Jennifer Aniston. But totally sounds like. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an impersonator. Yeah. Um, and so they used her to kind of tie the first Leprechaun movie and Leprechaun Returns together, together yeah. because yeah. Leprechaun Returns is supposed to be directly tied mm-hmm. to the first Leprechaun movie. So, yeah, that it's kind of yeah. neat. It's kind of weird because I was watching the the clip of her doing the impersonation. Looks nothing. I mean, like the person who is actually doing the impersonation doesn't really look like her, but totally sounds oh, like really? her. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Interesting. That's crazy. Interesting. All right. So I've got one that's uh, it's a movie that I am I'm excited to follow. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to follow it until I get to see it. Guillermo del Toro produced Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark has set a release date. Okay. Summer of 2019. Be ready for August 9th oh, is cool. when that comes out. Cool. And I was just, I was checking out a little bit about the uh, the article in here. They have a synopsis. I don't know if you guys have read the synopsis at all. Uh, I know. I've, I've been following it, but sure. go ahead. Go ahead. Synopsis says, the film follows a group of young teens who must solve the mystery surrounding sudden and macabre deaths in their small town. That part turns me off a little bit. Not so much that I'm not going to see it because I remember reading this book when I was a kid and I thought the, at least the illustrations were fucking yeah, terrifying three books. There were three of them. They made three. Yeah. I only read the first one. I just bought them for Ryan. Really? So, yeah. I might have to borrow it's this. A, from it's you. a box set. Nice. So that's yeah, cool. Nice. So I'm excited to check this out. They've got uh, a list of cast here. I don't recognize any names in there. So that means nobody is safe. That's awesome though. I prefer it that way. Absolutely. I, I love the films that, uh, that uh, have no name people in them mm-hmm. and that you just know that nobody is safe. Absolutely. Yeah. So there was a couple trailers I was going to suggest for tonight that it ended up having people I knew, even though the movies look good. Yeah. But I stayed away from them because I just, I prefer movies with people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that kind of takes me out of it. All right. Uh, back to me. Yeah. If you're a fan of the tremors franchise, you will be pleased to know that Michael Gross has signed on for Tremors 7. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's bringing back his, 
I don't I don't remember the name of the character. No, uh, Burt Gummer is the name of the character. Yeah. And this is kind of a big thing for fans of Tremor. But you got to realize Michael Gross is 70 years old and doing this. And he's still planning on kicking ass. He has lived off this franchise. Yeah. yeah. Between, that, I mean, between that and family ties. It's crazy that they made seven Tremor movies. Yeah. Uh, on his Facebook page, he wrote, Tremor fans will be delighted to know that I've just agreed to the terms of a contract for a seventh film. My best estimate is that Burt Gummer will begin his hunt for the graboids and other nefarious forms of wildlife in the fall of 2019. Nice. Is uh, Jamie Kennedy coming back for that? That I don't know. Uh, I could check real quick. I would love to see them bring back Kevin Bacon also. <laughs> for real. What's he doing? So, but yeah, seven Tremor movies, man. Like, you see the first Tremor movie and you go, this is terrible. And you go, there's no way they're going to make more than the, more, more than one of these. And, and they did. seven is yep. crazy. Yeah. Excellent. Is that all the, the news you've got, Patrick? Or you I actually one have more? one more. Yeah. Shoot, do and it. This one's from Bloody Disgusting. I'll rip through it pretty quick. Do it, do it. Um, there's an urban legend from several years ago referred to as the Russian sleep experiment that claims Soviet researchers had used this experimental stimulant back in the 1940s that kept people awake for 15 consecutive days and how it really screwed them up. Uh, while this is untrue, the legend surrounding it is still pretty damn creepy and it's now getting its own movie. And it's called The Soviet Sleep Experiment. It'll be a psychological thriller based loosely upon the urban legend. And it Mm -hmm. will be a suspenseful story of a married research team who, under close watch of the Red Army, set out to study the effects of forced sleep deprivation on four patients locked inside an observation chamber for 30 days. Have you read the urban legend or the stuff behind it? It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And the picture, I mean, like the people really went out of their way to provide photos and all sorts of stuff like that. And it it, it wasn't just like a mental transformation, but also a physical transformation. So the the urban legend itself is pretty creepy. If you have not read it, you should go back and read it. That's really crazy. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, this could be one of those things that, you know, I, I hope they don't slender man the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it could be a really scary, creepy film yeah. if they if they don't fuck around. If they do it, it right, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the that's that's the scary thing right there. Is are they going to do this right? But I mean, then you go. Chris Kattan's been announced, so I mean, I, I'm not as turned off by that. It sounds really weird, but I'm not as turned off by that as I would be normally. Yeah, only because I feel like. Some of those people could turn pretty dark pretty quick. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm intrigued to see yeah. what uh, what Chris Kattan could come with in that. Yeah. So. So. All right. But, yep. That's all I got for news. That's all you got oh. for news. Yep. So that was the news segment. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> no, I want to hear the techno version now. <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> Awesome. Josh is loving this. No, I'm not. All right. (laughs) We are going to switch gears here and uh, take a look at what we've been uh, checking out here in the last couple weeks since we last were on the cast. I feel like I said last a lot right there. Last, last, last. What have we been watching? Anybody want to go first? Otherwise, I can jump on. Go ahead, Greg. I will take it. The other night, I actually had a few moments, which is weird because this last week has been absolutely hellacious for me. Emily and I sat down and we watched... A Christmas movie. It was uh, newly released from Netflix, starring Kurt Russell, called The Christmas Chronicles. I didn't know how to feel about this, because Kurt Russell does not feel like a good Santa Claus character. I still maintain he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. 
Oh, that was rough. It was interesting. You saw it? Uh, no, I walked into uh, Elizabeth and Emma watching it into okay. the uh, the jail scene where he's playing. The yeah, piano that did not need to be there. And was like, "This is fucking stupid." So, so I turned around and I left. So it's quite possible you walked into the most stupid part of the movie and just equated that with the entire movie. A hundred percent, I do that sure. all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I I give you that. On the movie, on the whole, I was I was impressed with. I thought it was a really good rendition on a uh, Christmas themed movie. Again, Kurt Russell was a little weird. He was a little edgy, but he made it work. Did he kind of look robotic too? His Santa Claus looked a little bit like just the look looked a little bit like prosthetic. Looked, yeah, it looked really robotic to me. I could see where you'd see that. I the beard was weird. Yeah, and I feel like he was a little skinnier than he probably needed to be. Like I, he didn't. I like the scene where they they point out the picture of Santa and he's this jolly fat man and. Somebody, I think yeah. he said that the the advertisers add like fifty pounds or some comedic response. I feel like he should have been a little heftier. Yeah, it was like Kurt Russell in Escape from New York. Uh, <laughs> Escape from <laughs> Escape from the North Pole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plays Santa Claus. He was like he was almost ripped. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it was good. I, I definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you are a, a big connoisseur of Christmas movies. Skip on the Hallmark ones. This one's a lot better than the Hallmark ones. So. Um, yeah, Christmas Chronicles. I had a movie that's been sitting on my shelf for quite a while. Uh, it starred Robin Williams. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. tough for me to, it was really tough for me to want to watch this movie because of everything surrounding his death and everything sure. else. It's hard for me to go back because then it makes me feel sad and all, you know, everything else. Uh, the movie was called The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. It was his fourth to uh, last okay. movie. Had him, Peter Dinklage was mm-hmm. yeah. in it. Mila Kunis. Was yeah, in okay. it, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I think at some point he was just doing movies for the paycheck, and I yeah. think this was a paycheck movie. Sure. Unfortunately, I I felt it had the ability to be a really meaningful movie, but once again, it was kind of a paycheck movie. So my next question is because I've seen a couple of movies of his like that, and I feel like the story and the writing wasn't great, but he brought something to that that helped elevate. And I'm wondering if that's what that was, if that was a similar situation. I think the problem with this movie was the character was the angriest man in Brooklyn for 85% of the movie. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have any levels to play with until the end when he changed. So he just played angry the entire time. Did Patrick just Uh, drop a spoiler? Oh, no, it's an old, it's 2014 movie. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm not concerned with that. (laughs) But yeah, he was just angry. And when you play angry, when you don't play levels, then it's not interesting anymore. Sure. So it's flat. Flat. Yeah. I can give you that. Okay. Interesting. Um, I have a list. So are we, are we kind of round robin here or can I just go through my list really fast? I legitimately have watched one thing in the last like three weeks. Okay. <laughs> I can do my next three and then you can just pop yeah, off go, all of yours. Yeah, go back. Hit him. Yep. Uh, the next one was Assassin's Creed. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that bad? <laughs> I caught The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, A Midwinter's Tale, which is like a Christmas bonus to the season that Hmm. is already in place. And it was pretty much like the rest of the series. So whatever your expectations are of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, it's going to be about the same expectation for this Midwinter's Tale. 
And then I watched a bunch of Crypt TV this past week. Cool. And the reason I wanted to bring that up in the what we've been watching is because in a few weeks, we're going to be covering our topic is going to be Crypt TV. We're going to talk about that. We're Mm -hmm. going to talk about the shows that are on there. We may review a series that's on there or a short film or something like that. But we will be talking about Crypt TV in an upcoming episode. And that's what I've got for what I've been watching. Uh, cool. Yeah, um, I'll I'll bang through my list really fast. Um, I've uh, spent the last week trying to uh, catch up on 2018. I uh, fell quite a bit behind. Um, I still have about six, seven more movies I need to watch here before we do our um, our top ten show. But um, real quick, in no particular order, and Prime has been my go to this week. They've all been on Amazon Prime. So I watched a film called Bad Samaritan, and uh, that's a definite uh, possible for my top ten. It's super good. That's on Prime. I would check that out for sure. The competition for that movie, for its spot, is a movie called Unsane. Um, Unsane was really, really good. And Patrick watched that during his uh, his 30 days, right? Yes, um, I did. It's legit. It's really, really good. And it's yeah. not really horror as much as it's like psychological thriller. Psychological okay. thriller. But that's it, Bad Samaritan also. That was um, filmed on an iPhone. Oh, really? That entire movie was filmed on an iPhone. Unsane wow. was? Yeah. It's Ooh. super good. Okay. Um, you have no real direction as to where that movie wants to go. Um, until you get to the end of that movie. And then mm-hmm. even at the end of that movie, you're like... You're still not yeah, sure. Yeah, you're like, that could have gone a hundred different directions. Right. Um, I watched a movie called Slice. It's got Chance the Rapper in it. Look, it could have been really bad. And there's <laughs> movies like... I like to get uh, at least one like horror comedy film on my top ten. And Slice has a definite chance on getting in there because it's about a group of... Uh, uh, pizza delivery guys who are getting um, knocked off when they're delivering pizzas to people's houses. Um, And there's a whole like ghost thing around this town. It's, it's a weird, it's a lot of fun though. It's you say chance rapper and you're like, this is going to suck. Check out slice on Amazon prime. It's free and it's only an hour and 25 minutes and it goes really quick and it's, it's a lot of fun. So it sounds looking at me like I'm an asshole. I'm telling you right now. No, 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 no. It sounds, it sounds stupidly entertaining. Once you told me the premise, I feel like I would actually give that a shot. You should, (laughs) you should go on prime. Like I said, it's free. Um, so you're not losing anything but an hour and 25 minutes. So, so okay, okay. So I'm I'm getting an idea for a, a movie. Should I pitch it here? Please. So we should do basically that exact same thing, but instead of pizza delivery guys, we kidnap Jimmy John's delivery drivers and we call it Witch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the last uh, Prime movie I watched was uh, it's a French movie, but the it had, next uh, task has been born. Uh, <laughs> it's a French movie, but it had no subtitles. It's all in, in English, um, so I don't know what was going on there. But it's a movie called The Night Eats the World, and it's uh, it's a zombie film. So people go, eh, you know, I've seen enough of those. But it was a really interesting take on kind of the zombie genre. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me actually a lot of. Um, when 28 Weeks Later came out, or 28 Days Later came out, only it's just not as fast. Um, the pacing is not as fast. Um, actually, it's quite a bit slower, but it's really interesting. And I, I knew nothing about the movie, but the title kind of uh, caught my eye. So I was like, what is this? So I, I gave that a shot to a def- not, not a top 10 movie, but it's definitely a movie that, um, if you don't mind, kind of a, 
a slow pace zombie movie. Um, it's actually really, really good. So uh, check that out. Um, I want to pause you really quick because I just saw Maddie tagged me in a comment <clears throat> and I kind of want to see what it says. So Patrick, if you could uh, enlighten us to her chagrin sure. of I mean, what I'll, I just pitched. I only got one. I only got one more. Movie. Oh, you do? Okay. Hit it. But it's cool. That's cool. I'll wait. I'll wait for Patrick to look up the comment. I'll, I'll fill time while he's, he's searching through all the comments on all our feed. Of them. No, uh, actually, I hadn't been scrolling down, and there's like a lot of comments yeah. here, so I'm reading them. So keep going. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the last film I saw was uh, I caught a movie. I got off work uh, early one day. I was like, I, I this is the only chance I'm going to get uh, get to go see this movie. So I went and saw uh, Possession of Hannah Grace. Sure, definitely got the uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe last shift reference that that Patrick threw out last mm-hmm. week. Definitely not uh, a top ten 2018 movie definitely kind of bummed on it i was expecting just off the trailers a mm-hmm. lot more from that movie and uh it it fell re- if you want to see uh that kind of movie just go watch the autopsy of jane doe sure it's a better it's a better version of of that movie okay so i'll jump right on that yeah all right so or don't no. <laughs> <laughs> so maddie is uh on the live cast there just making comments and the one that she tagged you in i'm not sure what it is in reference to okay i'm a little nervous it just says no absolutely not i'm gonna say that's probably my pitch oh okay. my pitch for which sure maddie you have no imagination this is gold so she's million saying, dollar idea she say no to the witch pitch <laughs> excellent all right, so that is what we have been watching we are going to shift gears once again and swing over it is the holiday season, whether you like it or not. I don't. I'm not a fan of it either. However, I get to go to California in the next three days, so all y'all can suck it because I'm going to be chilling in SoCal. We are going to talk about some uh, some horror Christmas movies, some of the best ones that have been made. And I'm kind of interested to see what, what people come up with because I have one, and that's what I'm going to hold on to. You have one. I could probably one. guess what it is too. Me too. Can. Yeah. Do you want to start? Krampus. <laughs> yeah, there oh, it is. Wow, that's not the one I was. Thinking. That's what, what yeah, were you I thinking? Knew. I thought you'd throw out which is second on my list, which is Gremlins. Yeah. You know, it's been so long since I've seen Gremlins that I don't know that I can legitimately count that. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go back and rewatch that before I could, because there's a lot about it I don't remember. Right. Right. <clears throat> so. Okay. Yeah, Krampus is, it's been the best uh, horror Christmas movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, the only other one that I can think of was the really crappy movie that we watched. I want to say it was last Christmas around this time. Um, and it was the, like the horror Home Alone. where the uh, It's the, called Better Watch Out. Better it's watch on my out. list. It's on my list. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I was not a huge fan of that one. I and I think it was, just, it. it was the kid. Yeah. It was the kid that I didn't like. Um, you know what I loved yeah. about that movie? Since it's on my list. Is it on your list? It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Because I watched Home Alone, because we're on that uh, holiday kick right now at right. my house. They, we watched we watched Home Alone the other night, and uh, they do that paint can thing. Mm-hmm. And that paint can spot in that movie is oh, just yeah. fantastic. That, okay, yeah. that is probably the best part of that so, film. And but, maybe maybe I liked the film, but I was so turned off by that kid yeah. that it just it kind of ruined it for me. Because I wanted to like jump through the screen and just like pummel that, that stupid boy. Yeah, he was a little bit, uh, he was a little much, yeah. but you know. So, uh, yeah, Krampus was mine and I, I absolutely, I just watched it the other night and I forget every time how great the movie is, you know, it's not going to win an award or anything like that, but 
the time that they took and the practicality that they put into that movie and just watching the behind the scenes is phenomenal. And, um, you, you've got Tony Collette in there from hereditary and Mm -hmm. Adam Scott is phenomenal. David Ketchner, Ketchner. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Just it's a great cast. And, Oh, what is it? MJ Anthony is the, the lead kid. I I think he's a phenomenal actor. He was in one of my all time favorite movies, chef. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love that movie. I love what they did with it because they took it to a dark side of Christmas. Yeah. And I think that that's a legitimate story. Yeah. So, um, I only have four. So do you have a lot, Patrick? No, I wanted to mention that Maddie just posted. We all better mention Santa sleigh. Fuck. Starring Bill Goldberg. If it's that one. Yeah. I yeah. totally, I yeah, totally yeah, watched yeah. that. Yeah. Bill Goldberg is, uh, he played quite the Santa mm-hmm. better than Kurt Russell Santa, I would say. But uh, I think all me. Santas are better than Kurt Russell's Santas. <laughs> but was he as fit as Kurt Russell? No. Uh, yes. Sorry. My bad. Bill Goldberg. My fault. Yeah, Ooh. he's pretty jacked. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll bang through mine really quick. If, sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I have a couple cla- – so my list just came from movies that, that – again, it's not a lot, but uh, it just came from movies that I would wa- – if there's going to be a horror film I'm going to watch during Christmas that's related to Christmas – these are the four that I would are like kind of be go tos. Patrick already brought up. Actually, we've already brought up most of them, but that's okay. Gremlins is like a definite watch during the Christmas season. I love that movie. Black Christmas is another one that is a go to if I want to watch a, a horror Christmas film. Um, we talked about Krampus already. That was a great current, mm-hmm. I guess, horror Christmas film. And then uh, Better Watch Out was on there. So those are my four. If I'm going to go watch Christmas horror films um that i kind of i mean i don't hunt them down um if i come across a new one um, i might watch it um but if i'm just in the mood and i know these are on my shelf i'll just i'll go to those mm-hmm. so there just doesn't seem to be a lot in that genre there's actually a ton yeah. of christmas based horror movies it's just that when you try to fit that into the genre they tend to make it as tacky as possible or as cliche as possible. So sure. yeah, they're really bad movies. Yeah. I mean, you, the, the, the debate also was what is a Christmas horror yep. film? Like, is it on Christmas or is it because like there's snow on the ground and, or because like everybody says Die Hard is the Christmas movie, but it's, it's on Christmas, but it's, it's an action film that takes place on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So is it a Christmas movie though? Um, even Bruce Willis is like, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, but anyway. But there's, a lot there's, of people say it is. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it's like a debate of what makes it a Christmas yeah. movie. Well, it goes along the same lines as yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie or is that a Halloween, Halloween movie? movie? Yeah. It could yeah, be, yeah. Like, that one can swing either so. way, and that's probably another. Okay, I have two. Nightmare Before Christmas I'm yeah. adding on to my list. <laughs> well, there you go. On my list, then, we've already talked about Gremlins. We've already talked about Krampus. We've already talked about Better Watch Out. Those were my top three. I want to add in there as my number four, Black Christmas, the 1974 version, not the 2006 version. Yep. Uh, the remake was fine, but it just wasn't as good as mm-hmm. the original, especially with the reveal of the brother, etc., etc. I just thought it was a really, really solid movie. There was a couple that we saw in the past that we did for our Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. One was a Christmas horror story. Yeah. Oh, was that the anthology with... Yeah. Uh, uh, William Shatner as the radio host? I believe so. Okay. Yes. And with, then... With the jacked Krampus. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then there was Holidays, which is the one that had yeah. shorts for every... Ho- not every holiday, uh, but for yeah. a bunch of them. That was the, the one where Kevin Smith did Halloween, right? He did yes. do Halloween, yeah. 
Yes. And they had the Christmas short at the end of that one. See, I don't remember that one. I'm going to throw this one in there just because it's stupid. It is so it, awful that it hit my list, and that's Jack Frost. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. get raped by a snowman, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be in your list. <laughs> my honorable mention was Nightmare Before Christmas, because once again, is it a Christmas? Is it a Halloween? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But new this year is garnering a lot of attention. I don't think it's been released on DVD yet or on VOD, but it's called Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. This is a movie where it is a zombie apocalypse set at Christmas time, and it's also a horror comedy musical. Hmm. So. Okay. I will be interested to see this one when it is released yeah. to VOD or DVD. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's my list. Cool. Quick in and quick out. Let's yeah. jump. So I think we all said what Krampus is I, I, right there. I mean, I think it's probably just, one of the better yeah, yeah. Christmas horror movies that has ever been made. Yeah. It's and grand, I haven't seen like fun. Black Christmas or yeah. obviously this Anna and the Apocalypse. I'm not sure about, but it sounds interesting. But I just love everything that they did with Krampus. I thought if it was you, fantastic. If you go look up, though, um, all the Christmas horror films that have been made, it's a pretty long list. Mm-hmm. Is it? So, yeah. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that list. So. And, and some really creative titles yeah. as as well. So I Very pun-inspired, I assume? Extremely pun-inspired. Like Santa's sleigh? Right. Yeah. Not like his actual sleigh, but no. like he's killing people's sleigh? Right. Like Slayer? Yes. Raining blood and snowflakes? Yes. Dancing gingerbread people who are carrying... No, I'm done. All right. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. I, let's I don't talk. know where I was going with that one. We are going to switch gears I keep saying switching gears. I need to segue. We're going to segue. Ha ha. We are going to uh, segue over to our review of the evening. We are going to jump back to the wonderful year of 2008 to talk about one of my all-time favorite horror movies, and that is The Strangers. Look, this is a fluff cast. We've talked about this movie before, but we're going to do it again. But, so. we, but we haven't reviewed it. We've all talked about how we've liked it, yeah. but mm-hmm. we've never reviewed it. We never actually sat down and discussed the guts of it or what we enjoyed about it or anything yeah. like that. So, well, yes, I would say it's a fluff cast in the <laughs> sense of we threw it together at the last yeah. minute. I rewatched it today. You rewatched, rewatched it, it today. today. Yeah. So, obviously, it's a movie that still holds our attention. Yeah, it's an easy watch. When you've seen the movie so many times that you just know every beat, of the, mm-hmm. like you can look away and know exactly what's going on in the right. movie. There it's was a, actually a couple things I caught this time I didn't remember. Okay. That I don't know if it's something that maybe I caught before, but I don't remember a couple of the things. So. Cool. You got uh, Deeds, Patrick? I do have the Deeds. The Strangers 2008, available on Amazon Prime to stream, but you can also rent it on Vudu, iTunes, YouTube, and Google Play. It runs one hour and 25 minutes. A random invitation to a Halloween party leads a... M- what? No. <laughs> Halloween party. What the, the hell is this? Halloween party. <laughs> some, Wait a second. Some douchebag <laughs> copied and pasted the wrong thing into his notes. Do we need to hang on? I got it. Oh, uh, I was like, do the, did I watch the me, wrong fucking movie? <laughs> I don't remember a Halloween party. Uh, me neither. Strangers. No, it was. It was. They were invited to a wedding. There was a wedding, and they were at a reception. And can, okay, since you're gonna do it, do you want to? I will give the deeds. thing. Oh, I can. Yeah, you haven't done that in a while. I know. I've missed it. What you is this? Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What, oh, this is the movie that you went into uh, into the penalty box for. Yeah. Um, I know. When you started reading it, I knew exactly what you were talking yeah. about. Oh, that's, uh, that was that one. Yeah. 
It was that one. Yeah, <laughs> it was that one. The one that was that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's two different ones. I'm going to do the long one. That's what she said. Oh, my God. <laughs> After returning from a wedding reception, a couple staying at an isolated vacation house receives a knock on the door in the mid hours of the night. What ensues is a violent invasion by three strangers, their faces hidden behind masks. The couple finds himself in a violent struggle in which they go beyond what either of them thought capable in order to survive. I think it's a terrible description of that movie. Kind of. Well, it's either that or a a young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants. That's better. Probably, but the other one was more fun to say. I got (laughs) you. So by vacation home. Yeah, it's a cabin in the woods. Right, but... It's I a mean, home that he owns. Though, it's a home that they own because own. because they had the lines on the wall when the kids were growing up. You know the height marks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so because that's what I kind of thought at it's first. His parents' house, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It's, Probably, yeah. Yeah. but so it could still be a home. vacation, family home, vacation home. Yeah, yeah. IMDb score of six point two. Are we sure? Yeah, I looked it up. Okay, <laughs> these, these I do know because I I thought that some of them were kind of low. IMDb yeah. is six point two. The meta score is forty seven. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 45%. That's fucking horseshit. Rotten Sorry. Tomatoes audience, 47%. So, Lord. It's just under average. Yeah, I think that's where Maddie would sit. Those are the scores that Maddie would probably... Because she said well, straight no, up before this we is, did this. This is like, the thing. It, yeah, go ahead. She hated this movie, so right. she's glad she's not here, actually. When she has also straight up said, whatever you guys like, I'm going to hate. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Which Even if she, she likes it, here. she'll tell people that yeah. she hates it. Yeah. I guess everybody's entitled to their wrong opinion. Yeah. Who wants to start? Once again, this is a movie that I could go to pretty much any time and sit and enjoy. It, yeah. I saw it in the theater. It affected me then. It still affects me now. There's something about home invasion that just creeps me out. Yeah. So this is an effective movie for me pretty much any time. Mm-hmm. The acting in it is solid. I mean, Liv Tyler carries 80% of the movie, yeah, and that's never a bad thing. But she did a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. I felt, of expressing the fear, the anticipation, and not just that, but the emotions between her and her fiancé at the beginning that really set up tension between them then that I think when we talk about this movie as The Strangers, it's on so many multiple levels of interpretation. Yeah. Scott Speedman was unknown to me too. When the strangers came out, I had no idea who he was. So when I, I see these kinds of movies that go, Oh, well, Liv Tyler, you know, that's, that's a person that's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing we've talked about this. Uh, so I'm sorry for the repeat, but movies that have no names in it. I just, in the horror genre, I don't like because it enhances. you mark them as safe right, right mm-hmm. out of the gate. Right. And it wasn't this that that way for the strangers win a different way. It was mm-hmm. you mark them as safe right out of the gate, and then they weren't at all. I'm a, a, a huge fan of this this movie from the time it came out. Uh, I've talked about it since I mean forever. Mm-hmm. Again, Patrick kind of already said it. The cast, uh, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, and a small cast too. I love that. I love that it's small cast. It's it's easy one location. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the pacing of the movie, I like the mass killers. I like uh, the music that plays for the movie. I'm a huge fan of the music that plays for the mm-hmm. movie. It's got two of my favorite shots ever. I stole them straight out of that mm-hmm. movie for something that Greg and I made forever ago. Describe it's, the shots. So the shot where she is in the kitchen uh, taking the drink of water and smoking the cigarette after he's just left. 
and uh, you see the tall guy come into the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I love that shot. And then the shot, uh, so we stole that one, straight up stole it. And then uh, the shot where they are looking out the window, and it's a long shot of the girl standing in the street, and they're talking about why is just she just standing there. Um, I love that shot. Again, stole it. Stole it right out of that movie. Unfortunately, um, ours turned into Ray Charles at the end of the street. It was it was not a good one. <laughs> it was not a good shot, uh, or it was not a good movie that we did. But uh, but the the shots straight up just lifted two of my favorite shots in that whole movie. So, and I love the whole thing of like when they're asking about why are you doing this, and she gives them just that simple answer because you were home. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrifying. That that answer is really simple, but just scary that shit can legit happen. I also love the the cat and mouse aspect of the movie, that the fact that they could come into the house and they showed it too. They weren't trying to hide it. They showed they could come in anytime they wanted to. Yeah. Um, they could come in there and get them whenever they wanted to. They just kind of wanted to slap them around for an hour before they came in. Yeah, because so. one of the interesting things I saw was they deliberately showed her locking the door and then, like, 10 minutes later, the door just opens. So you know people are in there, in and out, all the time, yeah, mm-hmm. doing whatever the hell they want to. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I caught, though, was she had that line about how she's out of cigarettes. So she sends him out to get cigarettes for her, and then, and then she, lights she, up smiles a cigarette. And she smokes a cigarette. And I'm like, wait a second, was that a writing continuity error, or did she, like, I'm on my last cigarette, I'm going to be out. That's the way I assumed they wanted to interpret it because the cigarette she picks up to light at that point was in the ashtray. Yes. As opposed to in the box. But it was a full cigarette. It was pretty damn close to being full. Yeah. Unless it was just a ploy to get him out of the house for a little while. I don't think so because she kept saying, let's talk about this. Let's talk. I think she really wanted to talk about it. So, okay. So that kind of takes me to one of the points. Like, I I will be the first to admit, I absolutely love this movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's not a perfect movie. There are some flaws in it. First off, and the one that kind of bugs me the most is clearly there's a a situation going on between our characters, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, where it appears Scott Speedman has proposed. Right. And she either said, hey, I need to think about it or flat out said no. Yeah. Then that obviously causes an emotional Mm -hmm. rift between the two of them. Why does she still go to the cabin with him? I think that's where they were staying. That, that's a possibility. That that's and she just has to endure the rest of their well, time together. Yeah, it wasn't like she wasn't like I don't want to marry you. Let's break up. It was a I'm not. She clearly stated it in the cabin. I'm just not ready right. for that step yet. It doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. Okay. It just means right now marriage is just not on not my on the table. mind. Yeah, sure. and, and to show that's where they were staying. He had prepared the house with rose petals yeah. all okay. over and he had set it up for a meal and all this other stuff. So that was our plans was to stay at the house. Yeah. And maybe that was just one piece. I mean, it, cause how I kind of interpreted it was they went to this wedding and Oh, Hey, this wedding happens to be close to my family's vacation house. Mm. Why don't we go spend the evening or the weekend there after this wedding? Well, and they were planning, probably going to propose. They were planning a trip too. They were going to go out of town. And he said, he made that comment about, I don't think we should be taking a road trip at this moment in time. Um, maybe I'd need to go back and rewatch that. But who the f- what asshole proposes at a wedding? In a what par- in a dickhead parking, does in a, that in, in a, a parking, parking lot yeah. when your girlfriend or whatever she was at the time uh, was clearly a few drinks deep as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's just kind of like 
That was kind of weird to me. Yeah, if you're going to prepare this house with rose petals and all this romantic yeah. candles and everything else, wait you've, till you've wait, got the mood wait set. till yeah. after the, and you get back and she walks in and oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Blah blah blah. I pop the question. Yeah, man. unless Not it was enough. one of those moments where dick. she's like, I just I I have to do this. I can't wait any longer. It needs to happen right now. Yeah. We're at a wedding and I don't even care. Oh, what else? He, uh, what else? He I love movies that open with the end. Yeah, and that's that exactly end. what this one does with the with the. I don't want to say Mormon guys because they're much younger than what Mormons yeah. would go out with, right. but they're evangelical youth yeah. heading out to share the gospel. And it starts with them entering the house and it ends with them entering the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really like when movies do that because it makes you go, okay, what kind of ride am I in for yeah. at sure. this point? There's that part at the end where uh, those kids are walking, they're walking down the street and the truck drives by them. Right. And she gets out and she's like, can I have one of those? And he's like, are you a sinner? She's like, sometimes. Sometimes. I loved that part too. (laughs) But Um, then they also say something else, which I don't, I'm trying to read into maybe too much. One of them says, because you can't tell which woman says it, it'll be easier next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And does that mean that? They've got this Christian material now and their sins are forgiven, so now I don't have to worry about it? Or is it easier next time because they've just done it? Mm-hmm. I, I, so, yeah, it makes you go, okay, was this the first time they've done this? Right. Um, so that was kind of a, I don't want to say that was a practice, but um, <laughs> um, but that was the first time, so it took them a little bit to kind of pull the trigger and, and sure. get into it. Also, you know, the Stranger sequel was talked about in 2008. So mm-hmm. that also could have been a line that was dropped just to set up the sequel. What was supposed to be the next one. Sure. That just, I wonder why never it took happened. 10 years to happen though. It was a script issue. Really? Yeah. It was a really, it was a script issue and uh, a director issue too. I would have liked that. They cast the same people as the gunny sack man and yeah. face and Betty boop. I don't know what their actual character um, names are. And, and Liv Tyler was supposed to, was she was, in the original sequel, her part was so she would have survived. Well, she, so and that was a question I end. had because at the end she gasps yeah. and, and wakes back up when the little when the when the young man comes up to her and touches her. And I didn't know if it was that like last gasp die mm-hmm. or last gasp I'm alive. Yeah, so she was supposed to be in the sequel where she would have been the opening kill, sure. basically. Um, that she survived the first one and her character opens the sequel and that, that she's killed. been spending the last 10 years preparing, working out, <clears throat> learning guns. Uh, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the uh, Lori Strode. Um, uh, but yeah, that just was a, uh, a sequel that never came to be. So the, the biggest thing for me and why I love this movie, a, the story is enjoyable. I, I, I like you said, I love the cat and mouse part of it. I, I love the fact that there literally is no safe area in the general vicinity that they can escape to without one of these three invaders just knowing their every move. I think it it takes a lot of the safety out for the audience because you never know when anything is going to happen. It's very much like last shift where they just things pop out and you don't expect them because you don't know what's safe and what's not. The biggest thing for me and why I love this movie is the cinematography. Uh, That shot, the kitchen shot is one of the coolest, coolest shots ever. There's just so many other little bits and pieces. Like I love the setup where I, one of the two of them was sitting in the bedroom with the shotgun or the yeah, rifle. That, uh, that was that was uh, Scott Speedman. Yeah. It was Scott Speedman because yep. he killed his friend. Yeah, right. Killed, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay, the setup for that where it's just kind of holding on him while you can hear the footsteps. 
that was the second problem that I had with this movie. Why would somebody enter a house and not announce themselves if they were? Because, I know then, you have to, because then he wouldn't get shot in the face. I know you have to suspend disbelief, but that's that's a difficult thing for me to get past. Because I think part of it that he didn't announce him walking in is because he ju- he was just outside and his car just yeah. got smashed. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And so he's like, what's going on? And I think he was being, you know, then he walked past his friend's car that was totally destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's walking in just being really, really cautious. cautious. Yeah. Sure. I'd, Either but, way. But that may just be a vehicle. That's but true. Talking about the cinematography, though, that movie, the nice thing about that movie, too, is that camera is always moving. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's that's, and always that's, moving. That was a trivia point that I wrote down that the entire movie was handheld. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's smooth. Yeah, there, but was, it's a, there was a couple just times moving and stuff. Yeah, there was a couple times a little bit too much, but it is. Yeah. It was always moving. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. I I I. So I, I like that too. Mm-hmm. What else you got? I talked about some things that I didn't see the first time that yeah. I saw this time because I always had thought this was a random place that they ended up at because she does say we came here because you were home. Yeah. In the parking lot, when he goes to propose to her, you see blurred in the background, you can hear it, the truck pull up over his shoulder and come to a complete stop. Uh-huh. Is that for fucking real? The real, the, 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 their truck? I'm, I, it, it sounds exactly like it. And I, it's blurred so much you can't, I can't say yes for sure. Uh-huh. But I don't understand why they would have used a cut where a truck pulls up and stops. Right. Yeah, that would. I mean, if that's the case that really happened, I'm going to go back A and watch it again and B... That's a nice little setup. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a That's nice setup awesome. as well because then it was like, okay, we followed you home and you answered the door. So, okay, so does that make it a because they answered the door that they picked on them or – that's that's weird to me because all of a sudden you're now you're out and driving. It's like, oh, hey, look, there's somebody in the parking lot and now he's down on one knee and proposing. Let's go kill them. But if you listen to the very, very start of the movie, you hear the you hear the truck in the background. It's, right. it's just a it's just a sound effect over the credits. Right. So I'm thinking it was set up that they were out cruising, looking for someone who was going to get in their car and yeah. leave and go somewhere, mm-hmm. which kind of then changed my attitude towards the movie as I watched it today, thinking before this was a random act of violence. Mm-hmm. Now it seemed very planned out. Okay. They said, okay, we're going to follow someone home. And that's why we're going to kill them, because they're home. Yeah. So it kind of took some of the creepiness out of it for right. me. Okay. Thinking that the but random it, act of violence is more creepy than yeah, for sure. Planned yeah. But it's still violence. it still ramps up a lot of the scare factor. I mean, yeah, there's I, I feel like there's a difference between creepy and true scare factor. And if that's the case where they found these people randomly decided to follow them home then they made that conscious decision that these people are going to die so long as they answer their door. Right. Or even if they don't answer their door, I will never know that. Yeah. And um, Maddie says, and that's why you don't ever answer your door. Fact. Absolute fact. Right. They had great ways of providing tension. Yes. In this movie. I agree. And a lot of it is sound driven, especially when the record player is skipping over and over and over at the super loud volume, because you don't know what's going on elsewhere in this house. You can't mm-hmm. hear anybody moving in this house. Right. So I thought that was handled really, really well. Yeah. Do I want to really quick before we wrap to uh, touch on pray at night? Cause we sure. all did. We all three saw that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of the, the transition or the, the differences, I guess I was one of the very few people that uh, enjoyed the strangers pray at night. The only thing for me that pray at night lost that uh, the strangers had 
was the um like the, the cat and mouse aspect of it, it lost the the psychological part right, of it. Right. The psychological part was gone because that was that was a big part of the strangers was like the whole psychological aspect of it. And the strangers pray at night was just more brutal. They showed the strangers <laughs> a lot more in yeah, pray at night. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't as I agree with you. It wasn't set up to build the tension as yeah. much as the first one had been. And it is more brutal. They were more methodical about what they were doing instead of messing with their minds. Yeah. I felt like it went more from like tension building invasion home or home invasion to more slasher. Yeah. For, right. Yeah. That's yeah. That yeah. was definitely it. Yeah. So that's where the only place that it lost it for me was mm-hmm. now they could have changed that because they know that they'd already done that note. Right. And they're trying to. Um, show that these guys can be more, I guess, brutal in mm-hmm. their, their killing, um, that they didn't want to, you know, swat at them for an hour and a half. They wanted to catch them and kill them kind of thing. But I did like that the family that was in Pray at Night fought back, which is what uh, right. Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler did not do, Right, um, was fight back. Yeah. They well, I made, mean, Speedman tried to, but once yeah. you blow off your friend's face, it's kind of hard to do it after To recover that. from that? Yeah, yeah. And just a reminder, Pray at Night is still a 2018 movie, so no spoilers. However, I felt what they lacked... No, I'm jumping back to one of your comments, actually, is that you felt they were trying to inject something new, but they didn't go far enough in my opinion. Okay. That if they're not going to do the tension building and they feel more comfortable in what they're doing, then they really need to introduce something new for these characters in order to make this movie separate. Right. Or different from the first movie. What would that look like though? Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know that I have an answer for that. I I feel like I, I I enjoyed pray at night on its own. I I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as a, a stranger's sequel. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. He he hit it on the note. I was going to say that that do not watch Pray at Night directly after you watch The Strangers because you will fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. If you watch Pray at Night as a standalone film that's really just connected because of the name, the the the, char- well, the, the, uh, the killers. Too, yeah. If you watch it standalone, it will it holds up a lot it, better. Yeah, it'll be way better. It holds yeah. a little bit more water, yeah. and I I feel like it would have done better had it come out maybe a couple years instead of a decade after yeah. the original had come yeah. out. You know, I you lose a little bit, and especially because of what The Strangers is. I mean, for me, it's a horror icon. And I feel like if you're going to do sequels with horror movies, you have to at least hit the level of the first one. Yeah. Or just slightly below. You can't come in, like, drastically underneath. And yeah. that was the one thing that scared me about going and seeing Prey at Night was, A, they're either going to do fairly decent with this or they're going to screw this up like a mother. Right. I don't think they screwed it up. And though. I no no no, and I never yeah. said that they did screw it up. There were a couple parts in there that I wasn't crazy about. I and I think we talked about this before the cast had started was I didn't like the the area that they had to work with because to me the confinement and the isolation really helps build that tension like it did in the first one where you're walking out in the middle of the open and yeah, they might have the truck or they might have eyes on you, but Three people can't have eyes on you and be able to stop you from running in all directions. Yeah. So it just, it loses a little bit of that luster for me. Now, I'm not saying that it was bad because there were still some phenomenal shots in there. The shot where the kid is hiding in the pipe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, was a great shot. The swimming pool is a fantastic. Pool, oh yeah, the swimming that pool sequence awesome. was the best sequence yeah. of that entire movie. Um, I also liked. I can't think of her name now. I don't remember the actress's name or her uh, character name. But the uh, the gal who played in uh, Mad Men, Christina Hendricks. Thank you. I thought she had a great role in there, and I don't know that I can say I was, anymore. No, you can't because <laughs> it's twenty eighteen. But but you're sharing. I I I'm sure that you have the same thought that mm-hmm. I do on that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to chat after the cast on that one. Yeah, I just, yeah I feel like it's it's good. Again, it it doesn't hold to as a as a straight sequel but as a standalone yeah. it's now the other thing i loved about pray at night that again not a lot of people li- liked it was the fact that it was driven by that 80s soundtrack that all of a sudden I he loved, loved to kill the 80s music uh-huh. um i was a fan now it it it, it kind of took off like the stranger things show kind of started that trend but the fact that he liked the kill to eighties music was uh-huh. just—I mean, come on, it was—it was. It was fun. <laughs> I don't—I don't know that Stranger Things started that. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy had some great seventies and eighties music in You're there, right. and, and I, right. I just think there's some songs from that era that just—it's one of those things where you play the opposites. Yeah, and there's songs yeah. that just totally fit juxtaposition. Right. I mean, the trailer that played the Tiffany song—I um, <laughs> think we're that was now. really good. I mean, oh. it just fit. And it was, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. So music and horror just for me, just, you know, yeah. So I thought this was actually going to be a fluff cast, but we are running at an hour seven right now. Okay, cool. However, <laughs> I've got a few things that I want to jump back on because I have a question about. Sure. Cool. Uh, they remove their masks. At the end of The Strangers, But yeah. they don't show their faces. Right. And that I thought that was just a really nice touch Yeah, that even, you know, we haven't seen their faces this entire time. And you know what? I'm going to tease you. I'm going to put it down. You're still not going to see our face. It's like maybe a glimpse at a profile and that's it. So you never actually see them. I thought that was a really, really great. You do see them in strangers pray at night, but they're different actors. They're different. True. And I, that was one thing that I kind of fault them for doing because I, if you're going to show me a killer in a mask, don't take off the mask because then I'm going to, I'm going to personalize with the killer, you know, once I see their face, then I, I have an identity. I know this person. I feel like I know this person a little bit more and they're not so much a, as terrifying a killer, I guess. You see Michael Myers face at the end of Halloween and at the beginning of, mm-hmm. uh, the new Halloween. Just that is say, true. Just saying. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but still it's, it's one of those things where like I, I reference back all the time to, uh, American horror story, uh, freak show. Yeah. When they, showed the backstory of the clown Mm -hmm. and it completely destroyed his character for the rest of it destroyed it gotcha yeah because you lost the myth exactly the legend exactly he wasn't terrifying anymore i I now feel bad for this character and he's killing and it's like humanized him maybe not personalized humanized yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry so yeah that's i'm glad that they did that all right before we get to to ranking this yeah yeah um i've got some trivia cool the song mama tried which is heard several times during the film yes is actually a 1968 hit by Merle Haggard and mm-hmm. The Strangers. Oh, interesting. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. So Clever. They Clever. did some research on yeah. this. Supposedly, this was shot in chronological order. Really? Which I find it hard to completely believe because the interior was shot on a sound set while the exterior yes. was out at a farm. Mm-hmm. So when they say it was shot in chronological order, I wonder if it was like all the outside was in chronological and then all the inside was chronological. Sure. But supposedly shot in chronological order. Interesting. Uh, I just said the interior shots were done on a soundstage. Yep. Yeah. And then when it comes to budget, how much was this movie made for? 
Uh, I'm going to say 25 to 28 mil. Uh, f- five, five, six, seven. Wow. Kind of go in the middle here. $10 million. There you go. And it grossed $82 million. So they made, a, movies, they made yeah, a tidy profit yeah, on this movie. Absolutely. And I don't care if you're like on that 47% whatever. I, I, I think had, you're wrong. I had scanned through the yeah. uh, the comments and the, the rankings just because I wanted to see what that. And there was like a bunch of ones, a bunch of twos and fours and all that. And yeah. It's like, Am I the idiot here? Because no, I enjoyed that movie. It's not everybody's cup of tea. So, I guess you know, not. some people go, you know, all the way to the, the left on horror and they want right. to see the extreme, you know, mm-hmm. it's the Maddie horror. And then, you know, everybody <laughs> else goes a little bit too far to the right. And, and you know, Stranger's Right is the middle, but um, uh, this is not everybody's cup of tea. That's right. fine. So, yeah. And fine. I don't care if you dislike me or lose respect for me. But I, I like what I like and I like yeah. that movie a lot. Well, so. and this is a very specific subgenre movie yeah in which it's home invasion right and if there was ball removal in the movie then it might have been maddie's cup of tea <laughs> but uh um, she's still on um, yeah she's still on we'll see if she responds um, to that one. but i mean you know it's it is what it is right so right all right yeah. so let's go ahead and score this thing all right so we, we score on go ahead patrick i'm uh, sorry no if you want to do it go right i ahead. don't want to do it go ahead. okay we score on a gore factor <laughs> we score on a scary factor and then the overall ranking so, what is your gore score? I'm, I'm not going to give it a score, really, for gore, uh, because there's not really, it doesn't really exist in this movie to the end, and so I'm not going to give it a score for, for gore. It, it is minimal. Um, I'll probably give it a two for the sake of what happens at the end, also the guy who loses his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I'll give it a two. Yeah, I, I would probably go one or two. Yeah. It's pretty low in this one. Yeah. It's not much you wouldn't see in anything else. Yeah. It's my uh, Friday night. <laughs> scary factor. Um, you know what? Uh, now this is... It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I was going to say, do we do the scary factor on how we perceive it now or how we perceived it when we very first saw it? It was never It was never scary in watching that movie. It was always scary knowing that this shit could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff they play at the beginning of that movie about how many cases of or how many crimes are committed in the United States every year. Right. That's scary. But I mean, you know, I'll write the middle and put a five down. So the realism of what could actually happen yeah. with that is more scary than the actual movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I give you that. I'd probably give it a six, maybe a seven based on the first time that I watched it for the fact that, yeah, this is terrifying because it could actually happen. And there were a couple of pretty terrifying shots mm-hmm. in there. So I would give it probably a six or a seven. Yeah. I would agree with you on that six or seven. It is definitely a movie that if I watched at night, I would end up walking around the house making sure things are locked up. Would you yeah. be praying at night? I wouldn't be praying at night, no. But I'd make sure that the windows are locked, the patio yep. doors are locked, the front door is locked, yeah. and, you know, all that Nail kind some of two stuff. by fours over the doors. No, I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> wouldn't quite go that far. So let's give it an overall score. Uh, I love this movie, and I would tell everybody to go see this movie if they haven't. So I, I give it an eight. I lose respect for me if you want. It's I give it a nine. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I give it an eight myself. So we all really enjoy this one. Absolutely. What, just real quick, what is the overall really fast? Pray at night. Seven. I would okay. say I would say six. Yeah, that's where I'm going to sit. Seven. It's, it's six, worth seven. a watch. Yeah. Again, don't hold it too high. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't watch it directly after The Strangers and you'll be fine. Hold it as a separate movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. That was our review of 2008's The Strangers. We are going to wrap up the cast here with some plugs, unless we have something else that I missed. 
I don't think so. No, 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 no. Nope. We're plugging. Let's plug. Yeah. Josh, what do you got? Um, I'm stealing Maddie's tonight because she's not here. And, uh, you know, my my uh, my plug is like a year away. So <laughs> and I got made fun of last week for doing it. So uh, Maddie's plug Screenbox, four ninety nine a month. I think it's four ninety nine a month. Uh, Screenbox.com. They have a ton of content on there. Um, super, super cheap for for horror fans that are looking, I guess, for something different outside of the Netflix and the primes. Um, go check out, uh, go check out Screwbox. Absolutely. Absolutely. My name is Greg, the movie guy, and I am the best movie reviewer that you have never heard of. I write movie reviews with a positive spin over at Greg, the I am still silent and I apologize. However, I am going to be hitting it back and hitting it back hard. I've got three movies ready to go. I just need to drop them at some point. They are Bohemian Rhapsody. They are a movie that I can't think of off the top of my head. And they are, <laughs> no, our church went and saw a movie um, recently, and I'm trying to remember what the heck it was. The Grinch. We went and saw The Grinch. That's what it was. So I have The Grinch, and I have The Christmas Chronicles ready to be written and posted. That'll happen before the end of the year. I do promise that. Work has been a little hefty, and I have <laughs> not been able to find time to do the things that I love. So keep with me. Hang in there. I promise I'll be back. That's GregTheMovieGuy.com. If you are a fan of the Midnight Frightcast, and we know that you are, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and rate and review us. That gets us up higher in the rankings. We get more subscriptions, and uh, hopefully we can bring you... <laughs> joy. Joy. I was going to say, <laughs> better and more content over... And joy. As we, <laughs> which, shut <laughs> up. My God. <laughs> Uh, if you are watching us on Facebook, make sure that you go out and subscribe to the podcast itself. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many, many, many more. Hey, guys, you know what? What? We've got a Patreon account. Holy <sighs> shit. No doubt. We're like joining like the modern world yeah. right now. So, yeah, you know what? We've got some expenses. We've got to pay for some hosting. We've got to pay for some some uh, domain names. We got to pay for new microphones because sometimes I just think we sound crappy. I love my microphone. If you <laughs> and Greg is making love to his this microphone. Is weird. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to help us, if you're a big fan of the Frightcast, jump on over to the Patreon account. And hey, we're not asking for much. We've got tiers set up at one dollar a month. $3 a month and $5 a month. Yeah. And those are tears like levels, not like crying tears. No, those are those are me crying. <laughs> those are me crying because having to set all this stuff up. Hey, but check us out online as well. You can find us uh, on Twitter, at MFrightCast. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Midnight Frightcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram. And so make sure that you share, 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 and share some more and post it on your walls and tell your friends. And then also make sure that you check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. We also have a YouTube channel, Midnight mm -hmm. Fright Films. We've got some things there, and uh, hopefully you'll be seeing some new content fairly soon. Hopefully. As we, as we all knock on wood. Yeah. And uh, get our 2019 on. Boom. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, I uh, believe the next cast we do, and you all can correct me if I'm wrong, the next cast we do is going to be our top 10 2018 horror films. Go on Frightcast. Go on the Midnight Frights page. Drop your top 10 and let us see what uh, what you guys thought 
of uh, of the 2018 horror films. And uh, maybe we'll read a couple out loud on um, on the next cast. We will read a couple out loud yeah, on cast. For Absolutely. Because sure. so, we need content yeah. to talk about. <laughs> also, let us uh, let us know what you're looking forward to in 2019, and we'll, we'll drop those as well. Absolutely. All right. It has been episode number 45 of the Midnight Fright cast from Josh, from Patrick, from... She's not here. Maddie, and from myself, Greg, the movie guy, the doctor of filmonomics. We wish you a pleasant evening. We wish you all and your families and your friends a Merry Christmas and joy. We wish you joy. Patrick, I wish you a lot of joy. I, oh God, you just are so irritating. <laughs> Aren't you glad I'm back in the studio? Because now you can't just hang up on me. I, by God, am glad you are back in the studio. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We'll see you on the 30th. So I'll wish you a Happy New Year there too. Have a good night, everybody. 